0: Welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Ray. Slightly earlier show today. I've got rehearsals for the uh, the play, so I've got to be off early. Uh, and But it's a big welcome, as always, to Supermac and to John Gibson. How are you, lads? We're oh, all great. right,
1: I think, yeah.
0: Good to see you. It's and right, uh, big so day in you. Newcastle United and Premier League calendar, of course. The fixtures are out. And uh, first set of fixtures were stuck in there by Tom Dixon. Newcastle's first three matches of 23-24 Aston Villa at home, which has uh, been confirmed as the first televised game of the season. Five thirty kickoff on the Saturday evening. Man City away, uh, and then Liverpool at home. There's your first three mouth-watering fixtures for Eddie House Champions League mags. Uh, Nottingham Forest on Boxing Day is another special one because Boxing Day, after we've all stuffed ourselves full of turkey and pulled the crackers, I think we all like to just stumble up to St James's Park after having another shandy. And uh, singing my heart out for the lads, uh, rather than getting on a bus, um, and uh, sharing all of our um, shall we say, Brussels sprout gases with everybody else, uh, and the final uh, month of the season, uh, well, I'm quite happy with it. I've got to be perfectly honest. I always look at the first month, I always look at the last month. Burnley away, Brighton at home, Brentford away. Every game can be tough in the Premier League if you're not playing your best, but. You know, I think I think if we'd reversed those fixtures and had those opening four games uh, at the end of the season, I would have been a little bit more concerned. But hey, you've got to be in it to win it. Your castle have proved they can fight with the big boys. I'm happy. Malcolm, are you? Uh,
1: It's a tough old start, but um, let the test begin right from the very beginning. Um, And uh, Aston Villa, a much improved side, of course. Uh, um, under the management of Unai Emery. Um, So, yeah, but we're at home. That's always uh, uh, an important factor uh, to start your season at home. Gives you that bit of an advantage. And it's followed by Manchester City and Liverpool. Well, you look through the whole fixture list and August, it's only three games, but it's the hardest month of the season, without any shadow of a doubt. And for me, I always look at it that uh, if, if, if you really go for it and, and you come out, well, who knows? Newcastle could be above Manchester City come the end of August going into September. They, they'll be above Liverpool as well. Fantastic. Absolutely great. Um, and if, if this was under Steve Bruce, I'd be holding my head in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> it was, if
2: it was under Steve Bruce, you'd be looking at the championship fixtures, uh,
1: probably. Yes, and uh, and probably drop my head as well. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but under Eddie everything has absolutely turned round, and we are in the Champions League. For heaven's sake, every time we go out in the field. There is nothing to be afraid of, nothing at all. And uh, so, yeah, let's let's finish August, go into September above Manchester City in the table.
0: That would be great. That's the way to look at it. Uh, accentuate the positives on NUFC matters. No type of negativity on this channel. Got to keep smiling. It's the summer, uh, looking ahead to a wonderful season. John, fix your list. It's always an exciting time, whether you're a fan or a journalist or an ex-player, isn't it? Absolutely right I mean I'm, I'm elated to find myself Above Manchester
2: City After three games My God I thought this was the best team Club team in the world And we're already ahead of them uh, Good good, honest. But if you look at the fixture, It's absolutely I mean it is a tough old start on paper You go beyond the three games of August You've got Aston Villa, Man City, Liverpool And then you've got Brighton away So the first four Are tough In as much as they're they're all quality sides But I'll tell you what Not many of those None of those sides will want to play Newcastle As early as they are Villa yeah. don't want to start the season at Newcastle United You can have a lot more easier start to a season Than having to come up to side Who have just got in the Champions League And it'll be like a, a bear pit and, and the flags will be gone And the weather will be beautiful And everybody will want to do Villa Because of what happened down at uh, Villa Park And um, so, you know And then the next home game, Liverpool my Jove, can we not wait for them after last season? I mean, the biggest travesty was they took six points out of his last season because they didn't deserve to win either match. So this is the chance to right the wrong there. It is going to be difficult. Man City away is, in my humble opinion, and I think everybody's humble opinion, the hardest fixture in the Premier League for any club. For yeah. any club, going to Manchester City is the hardest game in the Premier League. But let's get rid of it early doors. Now, when you look at those first four fixtures, Villa, Man City, Liverpool, Brighton, and then you put in the Champions League fixtures, which are still to come, is it telling us that this is an epic season? I mean, you know, you've got, you start with those four, and then you've got goodness knows who in the Champions League. You're going to get a real legendary club, and and they're all going to be quality. So it is going to be good. And as when I was talking to Malcolm earlier in the day today, we were saying he was saying, and it's absolutely right. If you start with a killer opening like that, it gets easier as the season goes on because yeah. you get the killer games out of the way, and mm-hmm. it's going to get easier and easier. And I was having this smile with Malcolm when I was talking about it getting easier and easier, and say, "Well, they've give us a lovely Christmas on the 16th. We're at home to Fulham, and on the 23rd, we're away to Luton." To his clubs So uh, I'm looking forward to a very happy Christmas There by uh, getting six points And that's followed by Dome. So that's a good good Christmas But yes it's hard There's no question about that But they're all hard And as I stress Villa won't find it easy to come to us Liverpool won't find it easy To come to us Mm -hmm. Brighton will remember they got tonked up here Just before this season ended so uh, you know, outside of Man City, and we did lead them three-one up here. You know, each yeah. side knows it's difficult to play Newcastle United, and that's great. That'll do for me.
0: And um, Malcolm, is this the first time that all of your former clubs are in the Premier League at yeah. the same time?
1: Yes. Um, wow. Yeah, which is, which is amazing. And uh, and as John said, that two of them are fixtures in December. Uh, consecutively Fulham and Luton Um, and that's Luton away Uh, I'm I'm not so sure I'll be going to that because uh, (laughs) the ground ground hasn't altered at all since I was playing there and that was back in 69 and they were talking then of going to a, a newly built stadium and they're still talking about In
2: it. In fairness to them, they're consistent, they're still talking about it, Malcolm.
1: Well, yeah, but you know, fifty fifty-four years later, for heaven's sake. Incredible, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, um uh, and uh it it's not easy. And I I honestly do not know where um where the, the the Premier League have said they have to spend 10 million pounds on the on the popular side. Um to come up to scratch for the premier division. Um, on the other side, the the main stand side, they have, they've done nothing to it since I was there. So how that can be up, up to scratch. I really don't know. 10 million isn't going to, uh, isn't going to go anywhere. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's going to cause all sorts of problems. And, uh, yeah, I, I I just hope that they can overcome them and uh, and we can enjoy some football. But away uh, sides do not like playing there. It's it's a it seems to be a very enclosed pitch, um, and and it, there's a slope, and and a bit of bad weather. And we're playing in playing them in December, and I can assure you the pitch is going to be a bit of a quagmire in December.
0: If I'm seeing Hereford all over again. Now, now,
2: now, now, now! It's a lovely sunny day, Steve. There's no need for that sort of language. Invasion of the
0: invasion of the park. Us, no. Uh, anyway, we said it was going to be positive. i uh, just a quick one. A question from Jordy Life who says, "Yeah, uh, you know, why do we always seem to play Everton on a midweek?" On a, and he's right. We do always seem to play them on a Wednesday night. Uh, it's a cra- it's a crazy situation, isn't it? It's just the way the fixtures fall, John. I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. It, but it's amazing how things come up, isn't it? And you say, not that again. In Everton, yeah, absolutely. Everton away always seems to be on a Wednesday night. But I always think a Wednesday night is a very good night to get three points, you know. And <laughs> Put- gives you an ideal opportunity to do just that. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be a fabulous season. We I mean if If you can't get your appetite whetted by Villa, Man City, Liverpool and Brighton Followed by the top sides in Europe Followed by a punt at winning the League Cup or the FA Cup Goodness gracious, isn't it fabulous? I mean, you know, we, we are talking big deal And I'm not looking at other people's fixtures that are going to be down at the bottom and saying can we get more points in Luton? Can we get more points in Sheffield United? That's what we used to do. We used to look immediately at the three brought up from the Championship and say, you know, can we finish above them? Uh, now we just don't have to think like that. And that's true. Yeah, no, you're are right, you strang-
0: mate.
2: Are you strangling somebody there, Steve? <laughs> it's,
1: it, it, it's behind me, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm, I'm having a bit of work
2: done. Oh, right, right. I thought
1: yeah, Stephen was it'll to last, Yeah, it'll only last a minute. Only in films,
2: John. Only in films. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, Stephen Kennedy says, so sorry to hear about John Holland's, one of my early heroes, along with Alan Ball. Uh, what is uh, What are Miles and John's memories of John Holland's? And also, sad news. Um, From uh, a different part of the UK, and Gordon McQueen has passed away. Who uh, Tom Dixon describes as a good centre half, and Alan Little says, "Rest in peace, Gordon McQueen, a tough centre half." What are your memories of him, lads? Uh, Malcolm, you first. Well, um, on Gordon McQueen, by heavens, he
1: was a big lad. Oh dear me, and he knew how to use his height as well. Um, But he—he was a lovely lad. Um, He really was. and uh, yeah, he, he always used to smile and say, I'm sorry when he kicked you up in the air, um, which was very gentlemanly of him. Um, but uh, um, but John Hollins, I played with John. Um, he, he joined Arsenal when I was there. And he, he was one of those guys who could run all day. Um, he, he, he arrived, he was sort of just... Just um, going into his into uh, his thirtieth year, um, but he, he would be up ahead of, of of all the runners in a cross country or whatever it was that we were doing, um, and uh, and he always had this huge smile on his face, huge smile always um, in training, um, in the dressing room, on the field. It it it, it didn't matter, he, and he just loved the game. If you actually have a look, I think he, um, he played in total for three clubs, um, something in the region of about approaching 800 games, which is quite phenomenal. Um, and He was so unbelievably fit. Um, and the game just came very easy to him. And he just kept it simple and, uh, and, and just kept playing it in the middle of the park. A uh, terrific player and, and a really good teammate as well.
0: Yeah. John, what about you? Any memories from yeah. the uh, the journalist side of things?
2: McQueen and Pallister were two great centre half pairings. It man knew, uh quality, quality, tough, mm. tough guy, as Malcolm says, and he knew at close quarters playing McQueen. Um, but a great guy with a Good background of football. His daughter, as we well know, is a very well-known face on, on Sky Sports, Hayley, um, and she'll be decimated today. All our thoughts mm, go out yeah. to Haley and the rest of her family. Um, Hollins, interesting John Hollins, as Malcolm said, and he knows him as a teammate, the, the thing that sticks with me is the huge smile. Um, he was a mm. smiler. I, I mean, there's only... Miggy Almiron got anywhere close to him is, <laughs> since, and and Miggy's given them a good run for his money. Of course, John was was the brother of the Newcastle United goalkeeper Dave Hollins. Dave Hollins, Dave, yeah, yeah, it, that was his brother. And one of yeah. the interesting things about the two brothers, remembering that they were brought up together at the same time in the same family, etc., one. Played for England, I think John did. Was cap one played for England? John mm-hmm. Owens, and the other one played for Wales. Uh, our old goalkeeper played for Wales, and it's not often there was. It's because of having been born in England. I think it's because of ancestry. You know, your mother or your grandma right. was passed <clears> through <throat> Cardiff on a Wednesday afternoon, and you can play for Wales. And um, and right, because um, John John
1: went and managed Swansea, didn't he? So he, he sort of he must have. Re- return to the the family I, I think,
2: seat i think yes yes um but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a sad day for football yeah. because it's two of the great names of the past that have left us but they've left us with fond memories and it was it was a shame for gordon near the end because he was suffering badly i think with dementia etc the the curse that they hit. All Newcastle United players Currently John Tudor and uh, Tommy Cassidy uh, Great sadness But uh, remembered with fond memories mm
0: yeah, our thoughts, uh, as the lads have said uh, With their families Okay, uh, moving on uh, Can you ask, this is an interesting one I did bring this up before uh, we came on air The Mitchell brothers uh, say, Can you ask Malcolm What he made of Craig Bellamy Criticising him on a podcast recently About when he did the three legends He said they tore down the players And damaged Newcastle United And Sunderland and Middlesbrough with negativity
1: What a load of old toss!
0: <laughs> it's Tosh, absolute Tosh.
1: Um, I can't believe that Craig and and good heavens, the last program we did was eleven years ago. Yeah. What is he digging digging this up now for? Um, and uh, possibly because, yeah, I I, I I gave some stick to Craig Bellamy. I I thought that he he was a, he was a player that. He he could have put more into his career than he did. I I I, I felt that there was more inside of him than was actually getting out. Uh, 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 And uh, uh, and the the the, all three clubs they actually welcomed us. Uh, uh, Not so much Newcastle, but certainly Middlesbrough and Sunderland. They welcomed us. They couldn't do enough um, for us, with us, um, and <clears throat> they knew that what we weren't really criticising, we we were giving an honest opinion, but but there was always that comical angle to everything, and so we were taking them, we were taking the Mickey, we were taking the pee. Um, in In a lot of the cases, and the clubs recognized that um, and uh, and so they, they didn 't take us too um, uh, let 's say over seriously um, and they were they were more than happy to work with us, and we appreciated that very much um, so what Craig Bellamy is actually going on about I really don 't know because we were always welcome. Certainly with Borough and Sunderland um, and indeed with Hartpool and Darlington, we were always welcome um, at, at all times with the clubs.
0: Yeah, I mean, criticism's part of being a footballer, John. Um, you you know you happily take the plaudits, don't you? Um, but I mean, yeah. I used like everybody else. I used to listen to the three legends. I used to love it. I mean, we all used to cringe with Gatesy and we used to laugh at the way Bernie used to wind dead uh, Malcolm up. Uh, but as black and white as we all used to love here, and Malcolm giving them giving them a back twofold, you know. So it was it was a great combination. I mean, I you know I was lucky enough to be on that show a few times, and um, you know, we always made to feel welcome. But yeah, criticism, John. You know. You, we don't always give everybody a rough deal on here Just ask Malcolm about the And away he goes yeah, actually,
2: No, no, no! don't bring that <laughs> up <laughs> really. Ten unless
0: years time when he's on a podcast
2: Unless you've got an extension to the programme Don't bring that up I, um, I tell you what, he, he hasn't had a bad game in three weeks You know, I know he hasn't <laughs> I know he hasn't <laughs> But what I, I mean, the, the interesting thing with Craig, bless him, and I, I knew Craig quite well when he played for Newcastle. The interesting thing is, you could cause trouble in them. house. I mean, you look at he talks about criticism, and you know Malcolm mightn't have given the the clubs uh, a fair crack at bit. I mean, him him with Alan Shearer, Craig Bellamy yeah. famously with um, with uh, Graham Souness, the. The business at Liverpool when he was, you know, hit somebody with a golf club. I mean, there's there's been a, a mountain of things that Craig Bellamy got involved with a, as a player. And, um, you know, we didn't know he was so touchy. And the one thing I always put it down to with Craig when he was having a dip was it was he needed that fire in his belly to to put on performances, and he was basically a very good player. Although I agree with what Malcolm said, that always looked to have a bit more than he actually achieved. But he was a fiery, fiery um, uh, striker at Newcastle, missed a lot of goals initially. We'll always love him yeah. with with the Champions League coming up for us this coming season. We'll always love him for that winner at Fiannaud, if you remember, Steve. Um, when we played and we got through the uh, the group stage with a 90th minute winner at Feyenoord and it was Craig Bellamy that scored it. But, um, uh, you know, all of a sudden he's become a reformed character and he's an assistant manager to, um, to company at Burnley. So, all of a sudden he's turned out to be Cliff Richard when he used to be um,
0: <laughs> what's good.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: there we go Let's hope that doesn't start a tip of tat Anyway I'm sure it won't but that's cleared that up And uh, never say we don't ask the difficult Questions uh, on here Tom Dixon, um, let's move on to football again NUFC retained list is out One year extension for Matt Ritchie Paul Dummett and Loris Carrier offered new deals Kieran Clark and Matty Longstaff Released uh, Obviously with um, with regards to Matty Longstaff They will see him through his recovery Before he leaves the club but uh, no great surprises on there, Mal. No, not really.
1: Um, you know, even even though Kieran Clark, he's actually a current international, isn't he? Yeah,
2: uh, So's Jeff Hendrick. And what's she that I tell you?
1: Sure. I know
0: <laughs> legend.
1: Um, I, I, but um, I'm not surprised on Kieran Clark. But uh, I think I, I really do think Matty Longstaff has uh, has been rather unfortunate. Um, in all of this um, and particularly to have such a um, such a nasty injury that he's suffering now which is going to go beyond the end of his contract and i understand that Newcastle are being v- fair to him and that they are um, continuing to ensure that he gets back to fitness as as quickly as possible and that they're, they're giving him um, all possible help and assistance um, it, it it's i i I I am just surprised um, because there there was one stage where Matty Longstaff it looked like he was the one that was going to go on and make make a success of himself and and that Sean would fall by the wayside and then all of a sudden that's reversed and it seemed to reverse um, with with Eddie Howe coming into, um, into the club and I and I don't think that, really, Eddie, how he never got to see um, Matty play in, in the first team. So uh, it, he will do very, very well, um, particularly if he goes into the championship once he's fit, goes into the championship, um, gets a good couple of seasons, playing on a regular basis under his belt, and he'll be back in the Premiership Of that, I have no doubt
2: Yeah, yes. John? Yeah, when, when I look at the retained list overall There's no major surprises Of course there's not Because the retained list isn't about Who's available for transfer Because Ryan Fraser's not on there Would the uh, would, mm. like, goalkeepers be available for transfer? Would LaSalle's, would it this, would that, would the other? They're not in because they've got contracts There's no mention in there, for example if Hendrick, Jeff Hendrick, and Isaac Hayden, because they've got contracts, so the retained list just tells you who's free and who's got an extra deal. So none of the, the real meat in this sandwich hasn't been revealed. I mean, at first glance, you would say that um, you know the fact that there's an extra year being given to Gillespie and to Ritchie and one offered to dummit. You could, if you like, be mildly surprised because I would ask you a follow-up question to that. How many games do you think Gillespie, Ritchie and Dummett will play in the first team this coming season? And I bet all three of them you can count on one hand how many games they will start, certainly in the Premier League, certainly in the Premier League, they might get starts in in one of the domestic cups. But they're not... That It just shows it's a squad game, not not a team game. And therefore, it's not about the first team. I mean, Gillespie, for example, would be a major surprise. But I know he's well thought of as a good guy. And the idea is they've got to have somebody to be the fourth goalkeeper. Because you can't just have three these days. You've got to have four senior goalkeepers. And the fourth one's got to be willing to sit there knowing... his chances of appearing are going to be very 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 slight i mean if you're paying mine gillespie got a medal in the league cup final because he was a cover goalkeeper in the league cup final at wembley when carriers played so you you could look at the newcastle goalkeeping situation and say if it works out ideally hope will be number one dubrovka and be number two carriers will be number three because he's been offered that contract may turn it down and Gillespie would be number four Because Darlow will be the one to leave For certain uh, He wants first team football He did terrific at Hull On loan, Full want them back But the likelihood is He'll go to Middlesbrough Because Michael Kappen is without a goalkeeper Because his goalkeeper Last season was on loan from Man City So he's without a goalkeeper And he's made Darlow his number one target In that uh, Call Completely, because he's just moving down the road for me, isn't he? And yeah, and, and and you know, Middlesbrough could well be promoted. Having made the playoffs, be promoted this season, so I'd expect him to go. Richie and Dominic—they're not going to feature uh, first-team starts in the Premier League. Look how many first-team starts they got in the Premier League last season, but, but anyhow By the way, is somebody dying? Uh, Joey? I can't hear you, Malcolm. Is somebody I, I, dying? I'll,
0: I'll, I'll put him on mute. I'll put him, it sounds like Craig Bellamy's coming through with a chainsaw. I, I think it I think he could well be right there. Well I, mean, I think I think he's done a runner there on purpose. It's, but, it um, takes us back to the happy memories In those early days When the dog
2: used to bark, John to remember. The, the dog used to take him for a walk In the middle of the programme I think at one time <laughs> I, I think am Richie, Richie I... Lassell's Dummett, And to a certain extent Gillespie They're there because of what they bring To the dressing room To be the right sort of characters To accept the position In the pecking order And you need a decent sized squad Because in, I'll repeat Gillespie won't play in the Premier League this coming season. Richie will be lucky if he gets a start in the Premier League. Same to dumb it uh, But they're still around.
0: Yeah. Um, some of the comments. <laughs> they're really- still around, but Malcolm isn't, of course. <laughs> Well, I'm watching him. I'm watching him in the green room. I didn't want to do like this. Is going to be like that program. Who who lives in a house like this? Because Malcolm's having to take his computer around the house. Oh, I'll yeah. wait till he gets settled. I'll bring it back in. Uh, and as always, the chat goes mental when something like this happens. And um, there's a. a, a, a what, here we go. Uh, is that an aeroplane? <laughs> says Tom Dixon. Mike Stewart says, "Is there a? That's a, lab, a lightsaber fight going on there in Malcolm's house? Uh, there goes Malcolm's partition wall." As uh, so, Says Chris Banks. Uh, so plenty of, uh, plenty of humour in the chat. Once uh, Malcolm gets settled, uh, we'll go over the ad. Big up to uh, the dodgy Dave as well. Good to see you in the chat, mate. Big up Tramia Rovers. Yes, uh, we've had some good games down there. Dave, I was down there with the 6-6, which was uh, Newcastle United. In fact, it was the first live televised game. Uh, how many hat-tricks were there in that game, Dave? Can you remember? And who scored them? Uh, answer that before the uh, end of the ad's. That's A what? big thanks to all our sponsors Skips and Bins Telephone 0800 2545 253 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com Website skipsandbins.com Easy contract free And pay as you go waste collection Thanks to Mr Vicky's sources Which are handmade in Cumbria Their website is mrvickys.co.uk If you want to contact the guys Email info at mrvickys.co.uk Or telephone 01768 Big thanks to New Workwear. Uh, they are an agile and dedicated workwear provider launched in 2018. For more information, go to the website newworkwear.com. Big thanks, as always, to Media Arts for the help with the video side of things. If you want to support the channel, hit the subscribe button, become a subscriber today. Hit the thumb up under the video, which likes the video, and click share to share to your other social media. Click join if you want to become a member of the channel for as little as one ninety nine, or take a one-off payment uh, for the cult membership. You can get in via this QR code if you've got a smartphone or look for membership pack on the website, nufcmatters.com. What do you get for your one-off £25 payment? You get a scarf, a pen and a cup and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw. Don't forget, if you want a car sticker, all you need to do is subscribe to the show And then email John at NUFC Matters and he will post you a free car sticker out. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. And we also support the Food Bank on this channel. NUFCFansFoodBank.co.uk is the virtual matchday bucket where you can make a virtual donation 365 days of the year. The new Alan Shearer raffle is underway. 150 tickets at a pound a ticket you could win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer ball from the 260 dinner. Enter now at nufcmatters.com. We've got a few events coming up. August the 5th, sees Gavin Peacock at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets are £10. And you can get them now from nufcmatters.com. Our Christmas event takes place on the 7th of December at the Tyneside Irish Centre. And that's an evening with Frank Clark Tickets are £15 and available from NUFCMatters.com. Finally, Waddle, Keegan, Beardsley and Friends, the class of 84, is on at the Town Theatre and Opera House on Westgate Road in Newcastle on Thursday, January the 23rd. Tickets are now available from the Town Theatre and Opera House.co.uk or telephone 0844 2491000. 000. That's the box office, telephone number 844 Yeah, dodgy Dave, I was down there, mate. That tram here again was fascinating. Malcolm's back. It wasn't Craig Bellamy with a chainsaw. All good, Malcolm? <laughs> yes. Has, has he got... Yeah, he oh, he's got him. I muted him before to stop that. Now he's coming through. Yeah, all yeah. good, Malcolm. Yeah, all good. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's still a, a little bit of a racket going on, but it can't be helped because they're, they're on the roof. Uh, so no, as long as
2: you don't parachute in on top of you, Malcolm, we'll be all <laughs> no, right. No, I think I'm quite
1: <laughs> safe from that, John. <laughs>
0: okay, good stuff. Uh, second half of the show, then. Uh, still lots to talk about and lots of comments uh, and questions uh, coming in. I did like this from Alan Little. He says, I can hear the moans from Klopp already about playing us so early. It's too hot. It's been moved for TV, etc. So, uh, yes, uh, get, your, get your excuses in early, uh, early Jurgen. Uh, any truth that we're in for Madison? Spurs have just had a bid rejected, trying to grab Madison and Barnes for fifty million with a low ball offer, says Darren. So, John, this is your department. Uh, what are you hearing on the transfer front? And whilst we're talking about Madison, uh, let's also talk about another player that we're being heavily linked with at the minute, and uh, that is Barella. Uh, a midfielder uh, who, uh, as BT says, looming over Inter, 275 million uh, euros emergency loan with a reported interest rate of 10% and losses last season of 140 million. Should we set our fee for at less than the reported 50 million pounds? So yeah, interesting times, transfer windows open. What what do you make of all this, John? What are you hearing?
2: Well, what I'm hearing is that they're the two number one targets for Newcastle. Above everything else, The one two midfield players. Yes, if it comes up and they can get a left back, they'll grab them. If they can get a right-sided centre-half, they'll grab them. If they can get an attacker, they'll grab them. But if they can only get two blue-chip players and the rest done on clever deals, the two-chip blue chip players would be a defensive midfielder and attacking midfielder. And the number one on the um, pecking order there is the Italian boy to be the defensive midfield player and Madison to be the attacking midfield player. The idea being, and the the Italian lad can score goals as well, but, you know, a bit Mm. like Bruno, an all-round player. The idea being that he can sit but will be much more um, visible, much more uh, around the park than Shelby when he's sat in front of the back four. But this Italian lad would do that. That would allow Bruno to get further forward, which he is very, very keen to do. Rather than play defensive, he wants to get in, get around the edge of the box and finish. And Madison remains the... Number one they want as the attacking midfielder So they are the two big guys we are chasing Of course other people have become available And they uh, are taken And we will try to sign other players But how rather than get five players at 10 million apiece That will help to boost the squad Once two big, big blue chip players That he thinks Will help in the middle of the field Where numerically we were, we were very down I mean the last game of the season We actually had a player winger In the middle of the park And Anthony Gordon didn't we Because Willock was out Joe Linton was out um, And uh, It was Sean Longstaff was out And we just had Bruno Had to play So we've only got four midfielders For three positions So the word coming out in Newcastle United Is that Two midfielders, defensive and attacking, is the priority. And those two names are very high up on the shopping list.
0: Mal, uh, it's exciting times, this transfer window. Newcastle United you know, will have money to spend uh, again. Um, you know, for me, Madison has been my number one choice. Um, I am getting a bit bored with it. I've got to be honest, we're, we're okay. into another window now. And, we, you know, you just wonder... Is he that keen to come? Is, has it just been Newcastle playing the patience game like they did with Botman? And Barella is, I've got to be honest, I mean, you know, I speak to people who watch this kind of, you know, that that level of football, that, that kind of football all the time, and they rate this guy highly. And the thing that if Newcastle could get him, that would be up there with, you know, like a, well, it's a marquee signing.
1: Yeah, and, and Inter have had a, an extremely good season this year. A very good season, and and so you're getting a player who's on a bit of a high, um, and it's quite the opposite with Madison. They've just been relegated, Leicester, and and I, um, I for a whole host of reasons, um, I am not keen at all um, for taking a player from a relegated side. Um, one one of the reasons is that that his fitness will be way down, um, uh, uh, which tends to happen when when clubs get relegated, um, and close to relegation was Everton, and so you look at, at Gordon and you can see that he's he hasn't got the physical strength that you would expect. He hasn't got the the fitness, and he's going to have to work hard if ever he's going to. Uh, to get a, a regular spot in the first team, he's got to do an awful lot—not just to improve his game, but to improve his own physicality. Um, and I and I just have the feeling that 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 you could get the same situation with Madison. Um, that uh, and I I I was scratching my head um, with when. Leicester came to St. James Park right at the end of the season um, and Madison was on the bench. Now, what was what was all that about? Um, you know, because with the the situation that they were in, they were desperately trying to to avoid relegation. Well, Madison's not good enough for that. You know, it, it causes... Big question marks for me
2: I think the the interesting thing here And who knows what's going to happen um, It is, as Steve said When he was getting a bit bored with it it, It's something that's gone on for a long time Newcastle are known for their persistence In chasing players As you talk about uh, Botman, you talk about Isaac, where they were in For a player And this is what impresses the player That Newcastle don't go away They stay there and say, right, we'll go for you again, we'll go for you again. The player says, you me, you know. And what happened with Leicester in the past is that they thought they were better than they are. They didn't Mm. think they were suddenly going to go into a relegation position. They were forced to get rid of a couple of players to get a couple of quid in. They got rid of Schmeichel, the goalkeeper, and the midfield player that went uh, with Chelsea or wherever. but they, wouldn't let, they saw Madison as the, the crown in the jewel, and they wouldn't let him go. He was on a two-year still to go, etc. In his contract, they wouldn't let him go because they thought he could keep them as a good mid-table side with a chance in the domestic cups. Uh He then got into an injury situation. He is now on the last year of his contract. Apart from them going down, if they don't sell him now They won't be able to sell him at all He'll go on a free at the end of next season So And they've gone down So they're saying, yes, Telemans We've had to let go on a free They don't want that yeah. to happen to Madison uh, They've got Madison and Barnes To sell The amazing thing, and, and, and Malcolm was right When he was on about what happened When they played up here They not only left Madison out, if you remember They left Harvey Barnes out the yes. two best players didn't play. And you yeah. know why? And it was quite, quite ludicrous. Smith packed aside with just defensive crunches to come yes. up here and get a point and then win at home on the last couple of games at home. And they got a point against all the odds up here. They were massacred by us. They almost got three points with a great save by Pope. Yeah, the didn't they? Yeah, but right they, to the death. Aye. Hey, but, you know, they come up here for a point when really they needed three points. And he, he thought the Len win at home, et cetera, it, they got that point up here, but it boomeranged on them down mm. there. And I take again the point Malcolm says about players who are relegated, but we are cling on to hope If we do go for Madison, etc., is we took Nick Pope after he was relegated with Burnley, and he's been the outstanding guy this season. Well, one of the many outstanding guys this season. But
1: yeah, he's a goalkeeper, though, John, and I think that
2: uh, yes, but but his fitness and reflexes. His fitness and reflexes have been absolutely terrific. And if you are to come, if you are to come, um, and get up to Newcastle United. Pace, if you like Because we demand so much more of players physically Because we're front foot We're high press You've got to be physically, physically, physically fit But where Gordon really suffered Was coming in January When he wasn't fit at Everton And you have no time to get fit In January mm-hmm. Because you're straight in and playing Here, if Madison comes And hopefully this will benefit Gordon They'll get a full pre-season under the Eddie Howe way of, of getting fit. They'll have that under the belt by the time we kick off against Aston Villa. So hopefully that will help. But it'll be interesting. Unability-wise, I think uh, Madison's as good as to come on, on sheer God-given ability. Uh, and the other lad, the, the the Italian lad, is very interesting. As Malcolm said, Inter Milan, and Malcolm knows of Inter Milan because yeah. he lived over there, and his daughter's a big fan. But they, they've not only just played in the Champions League final, but they won the two domestic cups. Yeah. And this fella, here who's got thirty odd caps for for Italy, is terrific. Now, the we're told Inter Milan do not want to sell because they realise that you're knocking the end out of their side if he goes but they could well be in a position where they can't afford to keep him because of because of the, the, the climate the financial climate they're in and what we've got to remember is that Serie A isn't what it used to be if you were in Syria in the old days, when John Charles played there, and Jimmy Greaves did, and Dennis Law did, and uh, and, and further on Gaza, etc., they were the number one league in Europe. They're now behind oh, yeah. the Premier League, they're behind La Liga, they're behind the uh, Bundesliga. They're only the fourth now, so they normally take our reject when people are finished here, like Zeko and uh, and who and and. Um, the lad from Chelsea, Lukaku They end up going there and getting some more life and, and, you know, Chris Smalling went there And has got a new life under Mourinho at Roma And it'll be difficult for them They want to hold on to him because he's the basis of their side But we don't know that they can And that's where Newcastle are like a rockweiler, are they? Once they get their teeth into your trouser leg They don't let go
0: yeah, good points, lad. Good points. Um, lots of questions are coming in. I've got a couple more that I want to uh, go for. Uh, Core Maxis Steve asked Malcolm who he's going to pick on when Maximin leaves in the summer. He doesn't pick on ASM, man. He gives an honest opinion. He gives his own opinion. But anyone who underperforms, yeah. Malcolm, you, you know, we always, we always, you know, we always, we're always fair. I think what people are. But but, but but why, why would he be leaving?
1: In the summer, if he's such a good player, I don't know whether he's going to leave. You I mean, know, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still got a mixed opinion no, on that. But my point is, you know, there there are so many people who think that that he is, he will be leaving. Yeah, got you. So why, if he is such a good player, and you know, and I always, I come back to these um, same two things: how many goals have you scored? How many goals have you made? Simple as that, and 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 his uh, his, his numbers aren't—they're not really good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Change with
2: you subject, Steve. Now, come on. I'm going to move on quickly.
0: <laughs> yes, move on. The next question: <laughs> Do you think the Sir Bobby Robson team, that qualified for the Champions League and was in the running for the Premier League title, is often overlooked for the entertainers? It was an amazing team and a squad with a midfield of Jermaine Janice, Gary Speed, uh Robley. And Nobby Solano It's a great question John
2: It's a fabulous question Because they are by far and away The best two sides We have had in the modern day Um, And I would really go And I would include This is harsh And I apologise to all my dear, dear friends Who were on the side But they were better, more attractive sides Than the side that won the first cup if, if you're brutally truthful enough they, they weren't as successful Having got a trophy But you could say we won the first cup But we were always about ninth or 10th in the league Under uh, The entertainers had two successive Runners up finishes in the Premier League Which takes some doing And Bobby had a third and fourth In the Premier League So In the Premier League, they're the best two sides we've had since the 50s Mm. Um, And there's only a hair's breadth between the pair of them And there were two totally different sides in terms of personnel With the obvious exception of uh, dear old uh, uh, Alan Shearer uh, uh, bridging the gap between the two and I, you know, when you think of me and Mrs. guys, you know, and, and as a Newcastle United fan all my life and will remain so for the rest of my time, my greatest sadness is that Bobby Robson didn't follow Kevin Keegan because that was on at the time. Uh, John Hall yeah. had gone out to interview Bobby for the Newcastle job. Unfortunately, a couple of other directors were interviewing Kenny Leash at the same time, and I think Bobby... Felt that if half the board wanted somebody else He had a problem before he even started and, and he didn't come and he used the excuse I want to be loyal to Barcelona And Barcelona were loyal to him Because they gave him the pedal and kicked him upstairs And brought Van Gaal But But um, if we lost huge ground between Kevin Keegan And when Bobby come and we really started from the bottom again We're side going to be relegated When Bobby come in and saved us And we went up the to third top But just think, if Bobby, who would have been That significant few years younger as well So he could have lasted longer If Bobby had followed Kevin Keegan Which is what was being talked about Newcastle's whole future Might have been very, very different From what it was Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I I can see the sense in what you're saying there, John. Yeah. It would yeah. have been quite different. Yeah, yeah.
2: And this is the best chance, Malcolm, that we've had since those days. Yes, now it is. The best chance we've had since those yes.
0: days. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Yes. And and the
1: manager has got better backing than there's ever been before now.
0: Oh, without the shadow of doubt. Without the mm. shadow of doubt. Yeah, uh, yeah, Darren. We did discuss the Bellamy interview uh, a little bit earlier. On here. he says, Does anyone see Bellamy's new interview on a podcast talking about the training of Bobby Robson? <laughs> he says how tough it was, etc. Good interview uh, and his fallout with Graham, etc. I'll have to watch this. I think it sounds like a, it sounds like a, an interesting interview. So we'll have to like maybe stick that out and uh, and give it a listen. Uh, JJ says, could ASM not go as part of the in a deal so we only pay in a twentieth? They want seventy million. Uh, He has been linked, John, hasn't he, with them?
2: It's the other Milan I think he was linked with AC Oh, AC, okay, AC Milan But, um, yeah, if he wants to go and make it easier um, That's fine It is an interesting one Because forget about his merits And whether he's good enough or not Forget that Just the signals put out by both Newcastle United And him Are totally confusing it's it one time it looks as if he's going, then it looks as if he's staying, then he's going again. It looked as if he was saying his good, his long goodbyes the other week. And you know, when he was saying, Remember me and remember I was here when nobody else was. And then just in the last 48 hours, he's put out a, a, some statement saying he wants to stay at Newcastle. So, you know, the fiddler's elbow didn't go up and down as much as that. So, you, 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 you completely always get. The information, which I know what Newcastle are doing about. They're just wonderful to everybody, aren't they? You know, they don't want anybody to go. They didn't want Chris Wood and, and John Joe Shelby to go, but they ordered a taxi quick enough. And <laughs> it, it, it's 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 the way it's the way footballs run. But it's going to be yeah. interesting this summer. It's going to be yeah. interesting. Sure, I'm, it's
1: always best to make a, a parting of the waves. Of the ways uh, um, in, To be done in really good style
2: Yeah yeah. And, no and, Eddie Howe does that um, Yes
1: he does And he really, does it incredible. cleverly
2: And the only thing out of that guys That makes you wonder it, He is such a nice guy On the surface I think he's a tough guy Let's not get carried away that He's alad Jones And he's going to be in the choir on Sunday Singing with the white robe on Because he isn't He's got a toughness to him. But it makes you think, crikey me, what must Ryan Fraser have done to, to get banished out of the whole building and sent down to the academy, which is what happened. Uh, you know, he's got to have committed in in the eyes of Eddie uh, a real sin and to be treated in that way. But that, I think, and I, you can see it happening, and that, I think, is something that Eddie Howe has got about him. Um, but he's had previous
1: with Eddie Howe, John, and I. Well, yes, think yes, yeah, that yeah. may well have had an impact on um, on Eddie Howe as to how he dealt with Ryan Fraser this time
2: around. Yeah, yeah, um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. The whole summer is going to be interesting, and it's all right saying you want guys to go. For example. The, the taxi is standing outside the St James's Park now With the engine running And either Jeff, Jeff Hendrick, Isaac Hayden Or Ryan Fraser can have it any second they want As far as the club's concerned Not being nasty about those other two guys Just the time is up here But it's alright the time being up If they're sitting on a contract for good dough And they're willing to sit on it And not worry about playing too much Then you cannot get rid of them Mm, what about
0: ASM as a make weight for Rice? Arsenal are playing hardball, apparently, and ASM could be a good fit at West Ham. Uh,
1: I, I think that financially, I think Steve, not even with him as, as make it, it's going to be way, way more expensive than Newcastle's prepared to pay. That
0: wasn't me. Maybe, maybe asked the question, John, not me. I just, read, <laughs> I just read them out.
2: It's the smile on your face, though, Steve, that gives you away. <laughs> You're you, you enjoying yourself, mate. Yeah. Uh, we can't get rice, no. Uh, the, the, the money from them is too much and the wages are too much. Yes, we've got Champions League, same as Arsenal, etc. etc. But, yeah. no, I don't think there's any chance of uh, rice ending up at St. James's. This... No, and, and
1: please, everybody, um, you must remember that we are – Quite limited um, uh, uh, under the fair financial um, fair, fair play, play. Yeah, um, that we are much more limited than than any of the clubs around us, uh, and so uh, we have to we have to keep building up season after season. We'll we'll sooner sooner or later get there, and we'll, we'll be challenging in every respect. Financially as well but, but just at the moment um, Not enough time Has passed And, and, and we're still suffering the effects of, of how Mike Ashley Left the club
0: Yeah, no, it's a good point as well Malcolm. Really good point um, Bobby Robson was one of the toughest guys in football Just asked John Carver um, If Dubravka And Darlu leave in the summer What about Meslia as a backup to Pope On loan from Leeds as cover Uh, Lots of names being linked. Fraser Foster is another one uh, that's been linked with a potential move back home to Newcastle. I mean, it's a guessing game until we know who's leaving, John. It
2: is. It is. Because, I mean, if I was a betting man, and it is a guessing game, and it's a guessing game for Newcastle. But if I'm a betting man, I think Dubrovka would probably stay in. Dala would definitely go. But you could have a situation where Dubrovka goes... And um, Carriers says no to his contract. And then you're, you're really down on your keepers because you've got Pope is is a bookend on your left side and you've got Gillespie as a bookend on your right side, but you're missing the two in the middle. And um, I mean, the, the idea of Messi, and on a good day can look a good goalkeeper, but on a bad day, did he save some of the goals he shipped at Leeds? Dear me, I mean, um, mm. you, you know... Uh, No, I mean, I'd rather pull my teeth out with a pair of pliers on the front lawn than um,
0: necessarily (laughs) trying to bring him to the club. Uh, uh, Barry, you must have a lot of money. Uh, Alan Thompson, Jeff Hendricks is off to Japan as far away as possible. Uh, Is that far enough, Alan? Uh, I saw him score, by the way. I've mentioned it a few times. Uh, Barry Hogan said, guys, do you think we will ever have the wage budget to match City? It's going to take time to catch up, John, isn't it? Oh, I mean...
2: Yeah, it's going to take an awful long time It's took City a long time When you think how long Pep's been here And it started with the Abu Dhabi guys In about, what was it, 2008 or whatever yeah, I yes. mean, that says, yes we yes, will 15 years, years ago, 15. John We will be the next city The next Manchester City But it could take 10 years or 12 mm-hmm. years It took them that long yeah. But we will get there eventually I mean, they have they're the best club side in the world at the moment, and they've just done the treble, and they're an absolute joy to watch. But they've also just won their first Champions League in all that time since the Abu Dhabi people moved in. The Champions League has been won by um, by Liverpool and by Chelsea, etc., 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 and they have just done it now. It doesn't come easy. They, they they were winning, they won five out of six Premier Leagues Before they got to um, winning the Champions League So it does take time We will get there, but it's stepping stones And the first stepping stone is win a trophy Whatever that trophy is, win a trophy That's the first stepping stone Get the monkey off the back Where it, you know, you're quoting how many years it is 27, 55, 69. That's emblazoned on my heart. I I, I keep giving those figures every time I speak to any Newcastle fan because it's the last time we won. So let's have a stepping stone and get that off our back. Now, if it's not going to be the Premier League and the Champions League, and by the way, I hope it isn't them because they're not going to be next season. There might be the season after, but I would like to win something next season. And, yeah. you know, let's win one of the two domestic trophies next season We want to get that off our back That, that business of not having had a trophy Then you take your next step um, And then you follow that up with your next We will get there, but we, please let us win a trophy as soon as possible <laughs> And that was the one disappointment of this season Was the League Cup final coming at the wrong time because had that come at the right time, we would have turned over Manchester United. It came just at the wrong time, but let's get a trophy
0: yeah, Markham, do you
2: agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I agree, yes,
1: and, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah let's get a let's get a trophy in the bag it, it, I think it would be amazing as to the the difference it makes to players within themselves. You know, get that get that medal as a team, and and
0: then all things become possible. Yeah, that's uh, it's great, great positive way to start the show. Positive way to end the show uh, tonight. Been fantastic to, uh, as always, uh, catch up with the lads uh, and uh, chat about Newcastle United. Who said the summer was boring, lads? There's always (laughs) something. Sorry, I didn't get to uh, all of your questions. We got through most of them. Uh, Just want to uh, say a big thank you. To all the subscribers Because we've hit another landmark today Absolutely 51,000 lads 51,000 Malcolm must have thought it was the end of the show He didn't realise we had a little surprise He's disappeared I think you must have done I didn't
2: realise you, you were such a good dancer Steve You look great on there Giving it the old Humpty Dumpty
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen while, while you're there John uh, I just want to ask you about this Because this is probably The last time I'll speak about it This week I did talk to you At the top of the uh, show In the green room About yes. the badge This is the Furoria That everyone's been Going on about John Newcastle yes. United on the badge And you, you can probably just see there We've, we've highlighted where, the, uh, where yeah. the Where the issue is If you like, but it's it's clearly a stitch John, there's an issue with a stitch I think On, on some of the tops Yes, yes.
2: Uh, I mean yes If you want to be pedantic you can say it's unfortunate It looks as if it's a double T Instead of an IT there uh, That's unfortunate But hey, it's the right badge And it's the right owners And it's the right manager and it's the right coaches, and it's the right players. So if we get something very small wrong, I'll settle for that. We could have the right, we could have the the right wording perfectly on there, and still have Mike Ashley and Steve Bruce and Joshua and the, all the rest of the players that we've forgotten about very conveniently. So if that's the price it's has got to pay, I'll pay
0: it. He's off to Real Madrid, Joss, but that's for another show. Uh, just get a felt tip pen and add the bar at the bottom of the eyes, as to kind of phrase. <laughs> that's the spirit. That's the spirit. Uh, to kind of phrase. Sorry, I never got your question. Maybe stick it in next week. We've got plenty of shows to cover the uh, the Champions League. Go, come back in with that question early doors next uh, Thursday. Uh, congratulations uh, uh, to everyone Yeah, and UFC Matters. It's been a big, big ride. We are now officially, uh, let's say, 1,500 away from getting uh, our full attendance on this channel That would be great To get it up to 52,500 It would be fantastic uh, well, before the...
2: well worked Steve I know how much You've put into it To make the, the whole lot Go as well as it has gone And uh, terrific To know we're going In the right direction And that we can hold hands With Newcastle United And we'll both take off That's exactly. good news
0: <laughs> Listen John been a fantastic show uh, Thanks to you Thanks to Malcolm Look forward to seeing you guys Next week Take care Take care big man Bye bye mate We still do 7 NUFC Matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcasting video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. or. You can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today.